This is the Transformation Bros Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jason and Nathan. Hey guys, welcome back to episode two of the Transformation Bros. You're with Nathan and Jason, and it's great to have you here. And yeah, we're finding our feet, aren't we, Jason, with this thing? Yeah. Episode two. <laughs> awesome. Episode two. Yeah, we made it. We made it. What a yeah. week. What a week. Um, so we thought we'd just check in and let you know what's been going on with our week, uh, what's been coming up for us. We'll try to be as real as we can and not um, not sugarcoat anything. The funny thing between Jason and I is, you know, we both have a lot going on, but for de- very different mm. you know, reasons. Mm. I... Um, you know, I've got my coaching business and my clients, and then I'm also in the middle of building a new house slash retreat center, and I'm doing a couple of university courses, and, you know, it's lots of just fun single-man stuff. And over there, um, old Bozo's got four kids, <laughs> <laughs> a business, uh, and a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. So how's yeah. your week been? What's come up for you? Oh, good, thanks. Um, yeah, a lot with the boys, enrolling them into their new schools Any every Every parent will know at the moment that it's enrolment time for either high school or intermediate. Right. Um, you've got one primary, one intermediate, one, one high. Yeah, and they're all going to be at high school for one year at the same time because they're two school years apart, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and as you know, Jordan, my eldest, uh, works for me, with me. Yeah, and, smashing it. Yeah, smashing it. You're doing great, Jordan. Keep <laughs> that up. Uh, works really busy, which is amazing, as most people might know. We're in a labour shortage in New Zealand at the moment. There's about 80,000 immigrant workers that are not in the country wow. due to COVID. So that's putting a lot of pressures and stresses on, stresses on the country as we're in a bit of a boom as well. And talking to a doctor yesterday and he said the DHB is short, nationally short of about 3,000 nurses. Wow. So, yeah, if you want to be a nurse, now's your time. Now's Get into it. Yeah. Yeah, I notice, um, you know, with building the house uh, – you know, because when when COVID started last year, um, everyone was like, "There's going to be a massive crash in the market. House prices are going to go down." And I was like, "Oh man, this is such a good time to build a house. It'll be basically free. They'll be giving product away." <laughs> <laughs> and it's gone completely the other yeah, way. That didn't We're in a massive shortage. So, yeah, I, I can um, I can feel the pain of that. Just trying to get onto supply and making sure we're we're getting plenty of stuff. Yeah, nice. Anything come up personally? Anything you've been working through? Any any insights or? Even breakdowns, breakthroughs, as I say to my clients every week. Oh, good question. Um, doing a polarity course for relationships at the moment. It's a mm. six-month course, and that's amazing. Yeah. Really enjoying that. Learning a lot of um, ways of being, which we talked about yesterday, that how I've been in relationship over the last 20, 30, maybe even 40 years, maybe, uh, and how that hasn't served me and looking at my own life and uh, the lack of... We talked of, about that last week, right? Yeah. Like coming out of two marriages and going, right, I've yeah. got to look at myself, like what's going on? How have I been relating? Yeah, perfect. That's right. So polarity is the new thing for me. So we, we, we've we been talking about this a lot and do you think it's controversial? Is that too harsh to say it's a controversial topic, polarity? Um, if you don't understand it, yes, because um, a, um, a healthy masculine man needs to lead in a relationship and that creates all kinds of sparks and yeah. controversy, right? Yeah. But it's actually in service to their partner or to the feminine and um, someone who's leading a relationship doesn't mean that they're being oppressive or controlling or dominating, but there's dynamics around that that actually work biologically for us as human beings. Mm. So, yeah. 
Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's a big controversial. topic. It's a big topic, yeah. <laughs> well, it's controversial because we're coming out of an, a stage where um, women are recognising quite rightly that there has been a lot of oppression and suppression. Mm. There's been a mm. lot of um, really unhealthy domination, control. Mm. Um, Terrible. It's still now, right? Domestic yeah. violence through the roof, like just really gross statistics. Mm. Mm. Um, so when we talk about men leading women, it's automatically associated with that oppression or that mm. version of it mm. which you can call it like a really unhealthy version i don't mm. like to use the word toxic because it's so overused we don't really know what it means anymore well, I but do. just like a I really mean, yeah. unhealthy version of of leading yeah toxic is like angry oppressive controlling dominating Insecure. you know that, yeah and it comes from wounds and fears so yeah. yeah toxic is exactly what it sounds like so i guess like going we we Try not to throw the baby out with the bathwater, I think, as when, mm. when we're looking at this topic and going, well, okay, we're going to, as a result of all of that negative stuff, which is so gross, which we are so against, and you and I yeah. work with people to try and stop this stuff, right? Yeah. We're so passionate about it. Mm. Um, and then realizing that that doesn't mean that um, no man can ever lead their partner again. Mm. You know, that mm. that's going way too far the other way. And what, you see and what I see is that it leads to a lot of really um, marriages, a lot of relationships and marriages without spark or without, mm. you know, where there's like there's, there's no fire between between the two because it's become so muted and safe mm. that, you know, maybe there's a, a nice connection there but it maybe feel, feels more like a friendship than a really powerful relationship. Yeah, that's right. And how we know the polarity might be right at the beginning is because you know the 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 man's kind of leading in the dating and the woman's going along with things and learning about him and finding out what kind of man he is and all that sort of stuff so i think that's where the spark and the attraction and the um actually happens and as everyone knows it wanes or they call it the honeymoon period but what i'm learning is that is actually as the polarity gets depolarized or reversed, that's when the spark goes. Yeah, polarity just meaning poles, just meaning opposites, right? Yeah. Opposites attract. Um, you know, Masculine, the, the, feminine. The yeah. positive and negative of a magnet, they pull together. Mm. So when you say polarity, you're just meaning like the poles, the opposites. Yeah, The two different right. parts. Attracting. Yeah, like the North Pole and the South Pole. Yeah. Yeah. And when you think about it, it's the most natural thing, like the marrying up of two opposites, mm. like a you know, an electrical plug or something like that. Mm. It's like it's everywhere in life, isn't it? Mm. Um, that's what connection is too. <laughs> that's you, what connection yeah, is. Nice yeah. segue. It is a good segue. But I, I also want to put in there, you know, as a, a gay man, um, we're talking a lot about masculine and feminine, mm. and it doesn't mean gender necessarily. And it's really, again, from um, my community, from the LGBT community, talking about masculine and feminine is can be super triggering mm. for different reasons mm. because we've had an idea of what gender is and what gender means and that's being challenged and tested in lots of different ways. So I think it's really important. And the way I've been trying this on is looking at it as energy. So when I talk about masculine energy, it's not the manly energy. It's more like um, the safety, the strength, the structure, direction, the, um, consistency, mm. um, the direction. Uh, and the feminine, we're talking about compassion, love, empathy, creativity, expression. Um, and it's important to note we have 
both of those things yeah. in all of us. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's not about you being a man and me being, you know, a girl or even a girly man. That's mm. that's not what it's about. It's about what understanding energy and how the, the two poles of energy operate within us. Mm, biologically, yeah. Biologically, mm. yeah. And another way I've heard it described, like a, I think metaphors are great for this, is when you think of a river, the masculine are the banks of the river and the feminine is the, the water. The oh, flow. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, the way I experiment with this in my relationship is understanding with another man, what energy am I in with that person? Mm. Do I feel more comfortable leading, um, holding space, being the, the, maybe the safer one, the, the stronger one, or do I feel more comfortable being led, um, expressing more, being more creative, bringing the kind of loving presence to that relationship? Safety. Yeah. So for me, the, um, that feminine energy feels much stronger at the moment, which has taken me a lot of work to move towards that because it's really, you know, challenged what it means to be a man for me and, you know, all of that cultural societal stuff about being a man but the reality is you know for me to be in that that feminine energy being led by my boyfriend actually feels really really good oh yeah good point and it's been so such a gift to have you being able to um, play with both sides of that yeah you know while i'm going through the learnings of it and you've been able to come from the feminine side and say this is how i feel or this is what it might feel like yeah, and then you can do the masculine as well. So totally. that's been that's been amazing. We've had a lot of great conversations about when you, that. I've said things to you where I've gone like, "Oh, I feel like, um, you know, I I'll often test my my boyfriend by like um, saying certain things just to see if I can get a rise out of them." Um, mm. But it's actually I'm doing that to see if he's strong, if he holds his ground. So that actually makes me feel safer in that mm. relationship when he's he's stronger. And you've often said, "Oh, I never that never." I don't do that. That doesn't occur to me. I would never do that to a partner. That doesn't. So it shows me that oh, I'm naturally or I'm more more mm. unconsciously playing a feminine role in a relationship. Well, that's what I'm I'm looking for. So it's been so great to have that conversation and, and kind of flesh it out in real life. Yeah, that's been amazing. And in in the in a man's world or in the masculine world, it's been called shit testing. You know, mm. and we've never well, I've never understood it. In the past, it's I can see where it's happened, but over the last sort of three to five years, I've heard that phrase and noticed it and thought, oh yeah, that is a it's an actual thing. But for you to verify that, it's been amazing. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of confusing things between the two, mm. the two energies. Yeah. So we're going to talk a lot more about that, I'm sure, because you're doing this program. We're, we're, we're yeah. talking about it a lot behind the scenes. Jason and Nathan. We both wanted to talk today about connection because it's something we're really passionate about. And what we just talked about, polarity, is a version of connection. Mm. It's un- connection is really getting deeply um, inside another person's world and let them come deeply inside your world so that you can really feel connected to them. So understanding masculine and feminine energy in a relationship is definitely part of connection. What's your journey with connection been? Oh, jeevers. How long you got? Um, <laughs> 19 and a half minutes. <laughs> right. Summarize. I'll talk very fast. Yeah. Summarize. Um, well, definitely when I broke up with my last wife, um, realizing that I wasn't connected, uh, that a lot of my How'd you world. That? How did I realize that? I think, and anyone who's, 
broken up will might resonate with the fact that all of a sudden you can realize all the things that you didn't know about the other person or the you had that love and you had that instinct for what you wanted to do and how that grew apart and kind of feel like how did I end up here and that's what it was for me and I yeah and I had a I was probably the saddest I'd been for decades but I was also extremely relieved Mm. I I remember sitting on the couch and being like incredibly sad but incredibly relieved at the same time yeah we talked about that last week didn't we like right yeah there is that feeling of like oh I can kind of Oh no! Just plate spinning. All this yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so then I I realised it was me. So, um, dove into some therapy, and that's when I realised I had some childhood wounds and some traumas that kept me safe. So basically, we build a wall. Um, we can still operate in the world, but no one's coming in here, and so that wall is an obvious demarcation for connection because of the. If you were truly connected to someone, there wouldn't be a wall, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, it's the opposite. Yeah. So then I went on a journey of how, so how does one get connected? And the biggest driver for that was not only my own personal love life, but I realized in an instant that I wasn't actually connected to my children. Oof. Like deeply connected. Yeah. So that, I mean, that made me really want to pull that work towards me. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't like we were friends. We were. Um, we said, I love you. We had all the makings of it. It was all there. Uh, but there was just something missing. And until I learned about connection, I didn't know what that thing was. The minute I learned about connection, I was like, that's the thing. And connection, as defined by Brene Brown, comes mostly through vulnerability between people. So I, I started figuring out how can I be vulnerable in order to gain more connection? And that was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I made so many mistakes. That was horrible. Yeah. Well, because I didn't, I didn't actually didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. So I started vomiting all over people. I started well. oversharing. <laughs> I started like that's a nice way to say. Yeah, yeah, vomiting. <laughs> Same thing. Um, yeah. I mean, I got a cease and desist letter from my mum, which was amazing. It was actually a really gift because. You know, she brought up things that I was not actually intending. So um, when we first start on this, we it's like jumping into a Formula One race car. You know, you're going to stall it, you're going to spin the wheels, you might even hit the barriers. Um, and then... Overshare it. The okay. oversharing, yeah. I got a cease and desist letter from my work colleagues. Mm-hmm. They said, we don't know what you're doing out there, but you're scaring people. Yeah. Yeah, it was just... But I, I was that far disconnected that my journey into connection actually took something much bigger than what I'd been being because I'd been interacting with the world with my mask. There's no two ways about it. And most of us are. I believe so. I mean, if people don't know what the mask is, it's pretty easy to Google. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And to this point now, where are you at now? Oh, man. Kids? (laughs) I just love everything. Mm. And... I feel the connection. Mm. So the other thing, actually, Nath, is when I started this journey, remember, I couldn't feel. I remember that was the other thing with my ex-wife was I couldn't feel love. And I realized in that moment, too, that she would never have felt love from me. There's affection, there's sex, there's intimacy, there's all these other things. But I actually couldn't feel. And that's taken years to actually. Now I'm like this big bubble of love. 
it has to try and control myself yeah. <laughs> and not be, you know, over oversharing with that maybe, mm, but mm. it is cool. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. Mm. What about your journey? Um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, good question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard one, isn't it? It's hard to remember back. Oh, boy, isn't that true? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think one thing I was present to was, you know, being gay, that I kind of knew what my mask was. So mm. for the first half of my life was hiding that. So I knew, oh, yeah, I'm really good at pretending to be not me. Um, so, yeah, hard to be connected around that. The moment that I realized I was disconnected is that I kind of had everything I wanted, uh, where I had a great job, had um, mm. you know, a great boyfriend, uh, and I remember sitting on the sofa next to him and feeling really lonely. Mm. Like really lonely. Wow. And going like, man, I'm with this person. He's sitting right next to me. Um, I've got a great job. I have amazing friends, you know, and I, I've never felt so lonely. Hmm. Like what's that about? Um, and realizing that loneliness has nothing to do with how many people you have around you. Hmm. Hmm. So it's like, yeah, when you feel lonely, it's like, oh, if I just had a way to meet people. But it's, that's not the answer. That's not why you're feeling lonely mm. is a really good insight. So that was it for me is like, well, um, I've got this whole system designed to be successful, you know, and, and get everything I want, but without ever having to open myself up or, yeah. I You know, I think that the biggest thing that for me, and it's still a part of my personality, but my life has been all about winning, mm. winning life. Mm. Mm. You know, I, I don't know why. You know, it's probably some insecurity, you know, about not being good enough and wanting to prove. Mm. But, you know, I try to win whatever I do. And it's a good strategy for success, but it's just a horrible strategy for connection. It doesn't create connection when you're trying to win or look good or look impressive or look better than the other person or... Yeah, um, you're on your own yeah, doing that. totally. You know, that's a one-man band. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's ego, right? Mm. You know, the definition of the ego is we're separate, we're better than everyone else. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's one, the opposite of connection. One yeah. of my coaches gave me the phrase, it was like, um, you've got um, your belief is I'm not good enough, but I'm definitely better than you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you shared that oh, one man, with me. Oh, such a yeah. funny one. Yeah. Like, that just resonates with me so much. It's like, I'm not good enough, but I'm definitely better than you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So, yeah, my journey to connection is, is um, similar to yours in a way that I, I didn't really know where to start. It's like I was sort of fumbling around in the dark. But now um, I guess even the fact that you and I are sitting here having this conversation very mm. openly, I don't feel a mask on. I don't feel like I'm hiding. Mm. I don't feel scared to share whatever comes out of my mouth. So that shows me that I've come a long way mm. in terms of being connected. Um, the last thing I'll say on it is that as a coach, I spend a lot of time in conversation, really present, looking deep into someone's eyes, trying to really get in their world, hear them, feel them, and have them feel seen and understood. Mm. And so I would say I'm an expert at that. Mm. Um, what I'm not good at, is allowing people to see that in me. 
um, or even if people are really want to see that in me, not really knowing how to do it. I don't know what to share. I don't know what people would be interested in about me. I don't know how mm. to. Yeah, I'm. I'm just this. Like I say, I'm this independent operator that's just trying to win. So I don't really understand how to. What, what good would come from me sharing about me? Mm. That's kind of the place I was starting from. So the awkward part for me has been going. Oh, sharing about me or telling people what's going on with me, even though I don't. Whether know someone why would be I'm doing interested. it or yeah yeah yeah, but. You know, you mentioned Brene Brown, her definition of connection, one part of it is that um, both parties, both people in a connection, relationship, feel seen, heard, and valued. Mm. So I'll often think to myself in a relationship, do I feel seen, heard, and valued? And realizing if I don't, that's my responsibility. Mm. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So I had, uh, I had an example with my dad um, last year uh, where I just – felt like he didn't really understand what I did as a coach, which is common. Coaching is, you know, it's new. It's, it's not a common career path yet. So mm. um, older generations maybe struggle to understand what it, what it means or what it is. And so I felt like, you know, he didn't really see me. He didn't know the real me. I was doing this amazing work with my clients and my dad didn't get it. I didn't know. And I realized, oh, that's my responsibility mm. to be seen. Yeah. So I said to him one day, hey, would you mind if we sat down for half an hour and I just explain what coaching is and what I do for a job because it's really important to me that my dad understands and values what I do for a living. And he went, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. And we just sat there for half an hour and I just talked and talked and talked and he asked questions and he got it, you know. Mm. He really got it. He's always tried to be the best in what he does as well. So he got the idea of like a coach and getting a coach and wanting to set a vision and transform and yeah, he got it from his own perspective. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, that's been my challenge is sharing me, opening me up. Um, Would you go. say it's vulnerable? Yeah. So maybe we spend this part talking about vulnerability. You know? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because that's uh, it's it's probably one of the most popular things of the last few years since Brené's mm. done her talk on vulnerability, mm. but it might be one of the most misunderstood concepts. Um, would you agree? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I guess what I, what I mean when I say it's misunderstood is that people think, oh, um, I should tell people my secrets or my deepest darkest secrets or. Yeah, and it's, no, it's, <laughs> that's not it. No, that's kind of the oversharing bit. That's the oversharing bit. Yeah, and I've realised that the most vulnerable I can be is sharing myself. Yeah, like my thoughts, my inner thoughts, the bits that nobody gets to see or hear. Um, and it's very much related to what you were saying about. Um, and I hear it a lot actually in the world where people are like, "He doesn't understand me," or "She doesn't get me," or "Nobody knows who I am." Well, it's because we haven't told them, just like what you said about Dad. If we don't tell them, how can they know? Yeah. Apparently no one's in mind reader or I haven't met one yet. And that's the part where you go, when I said loneliness is not about finding more people, loneliness is about going, oh, where can I be responsible for creating loneliness? Mm, mm. The state of loneliness in mm, me. Mm. And so for me it's like, oh, if I feel lonely, which still happens for sure, I go, oh, where have I not shared myself lately? Mm. Where am I hiding? And it's not, it's not intentional with me. It's just my default setting. It's just to not, <laughs> it's just to be on my own plowing through life. 
and then suddenly popping up <laughs> feeling lonely. And so I have to go, oh, geez, I've let myself just drift into Nathan's little world again mm. on his island. Mm. Man, do I need to bring Jace, um, open up, share? Do I need to ring my mum? Do I need to talk to my um, my roommate that I live with? Do I need to open up with her a bit more? Yeah. How can I get the experience of feeling connected? Yeah, because connection is actually available at any given moment. Any moment. Any moment. Yeah. But we need to be responsible for it. Yeah. And if people haven't done it before in that way, you're going to make mistakes. It's going to feel awkward. It might feel like oversharing. Yeah. But you're actually allowing someone to see you, see into you, understand you a bit a bit better. Um, it really showed up for me on Facebook. Do you remember? Like that was the first um, way that I discovered when I was stopped from doing something because I was worried about getting it wrong, looking bad, or saying the wrong thing, as I'd go to comment on a Facebook post, I'd write the comment out, and then I'd be like, no, oh, no one's going to, does this make sense? Is this the right thing to say? You know, we're kind of stuck in that perfectionism. So there's the feeling. Yeah, there's the there's feeling. There's the feeling right there. Yeah when, you, yeah, when you feel stopped from doing something or saying something because you're worried about how it's going to look or how you, or you're you going to get it wrong, you're going to offend somebody or yeah. say something. Yeah. So you look out for that feeling, I reckon, because I took that into every other area, right? Yeah, Same and thing. then leaning into that is what allows you to be seen. Yeah. Because you're saying something that's, like, true and real for you. Yeah. But that feels scary. That's the vulnerable part. Yeah. But in leaning into that vulnerability, someone gets to see or hear or feel the real you. Yeah. And they might might agree or disagree, but actually that's irrelevant, Oh, this is not a a recipe to be agreed with. It's not an uh, (laughs) – We do like those. Yeah, a recipe to, like, feel comfortable and be agreed with because that doesn't lead to connection. Well, it's more mask. It's more mask. Mm. Yeah, so the mask in that situation on Facebook, the mask goes, oh, um, what would be the right comment to do? What would be the comment that would have me be liked or agreed with or – would keep everyone happy or would have me come out in a good light. Oh, man, that's so true. Right? Yeah. But not real, doesn't allow the real you to be seen. No sharing. Won't get any connection out mm. of it. Mm. Yeah. Um, example for me, um, I just wanted to say vulnerability for me, the difference between like the, the oversharing and vulnerability is vulnerability lives in the moment. Mm. It lives when you're present with two people. And feeling something in the moment, <laughs> it's <laughs> not something you can pre. <laughs> My friend um, Adam Quiney, his one of his pet hates is when people go, "Okay, guys, vulnerable, vulnerable chat coming up." Yeah, or vulnerable posts. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. if you have to pre-assess it, that's not vulnerability. That's yeah. sort of a yeah. And you do know else. in the moment. You yeah. actually, when once you start getting present to it, you're like, "Oh shit." Yeah. Here's one of those moments. So and then you choose to step forward or back, right? Totally. Woo. And that that only happens in the moment. So that's, I think, how you get present to real vulnerability is it's in the moment. Mm. Um, you know, one of my great passions, probably my biggest passion is squash, right? I play it three times a yeah. week, obsessed with it, can't stop talking about it. So I was playing last night. We played a team of four against another team of four. And one of the guys on my team who I'm good friends with, he um, came off the court and he lost. And he was really, really pissed off. And he went, ah, oh, fuck, that guy's a little faggot. Like, you know, I can't stand that little faggot that we just played. Wow. Yeah, and one of the other guys on the team goes, geez, the 80s cool, they want their slurs back, you know? Yeah. And sort of goes, geez, we don't say that kind of thing. And he goes, nah, I don't care. You know, I'm saying it. 
that, that's what I feel. And I was like, oh, man, you know, there was a moment there Here's for me. Here's a moment, yeah. Yeah, and it, um, honest truth, like it doesn't trigger me. It doesn't really upset me. It's, I could let it pass. It's not, I, I wasn't, it doesn't give me a major trigger, that word. Yeah. But there was a principle there about, um, hey, I'm in a place that I really love with my teammates that I really love in a place that I really want to feel happy and safe. Mm. And it's that's not what I want in my team mm. or around me. And so I, I couldn't do it in the moment, I'll be mm. honest. Like I didn't have the courage to do it in the moment. But I woke up this morning and it was still on my mind. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> I, I hate don't want to deal with this. I don't <laughs> want to say anything. I don't want to make it awkward. I don't yeah. want to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but really I knew what I had to do. Mm. And I think because I've come a long way in this, I felt really clear. You know that um, my emotions are valid. What I feel is valid. Mm. My um, ability to feel safe is valid, and uh, I'm not making him wrong. Uh, but I can be really clear on how I feel because Beautiful. no one can argue with how you feel. So I yeah. sent him a message this morning. Said, "Hey, you know this has been. This is what went on. This is how I felt, and it's not something I want to experience in my team." Um, and of course, he came back super apologetic. You know, that's interesting, right? right? Yeah. yeah, just really embarrassed. And you know, I said, "I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm not even angry at you. I just want to be really clear that I don't want that in my life." And yeah. he was fine with it. But I got to say, it was vulnerable. But the you guys will be the outcome is you guys will be more connected. Yeah, I bet. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you know where each other stands. Yeah, it's very important. No covert contracts. You know, I'm going to be nice to you if you're not, you know, and expect you to be nice to me just because I'm being nice to you. That's All right. that sort of stuff. You know, you've bang axe through it. Yeah, amazing. And you know, set a boundary, being clear. Mm. This is what I feel. This is who I am. Well, boundaries um, is a good topic. There'll be another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Let's dangle boundaries in front of in front of everyone for another day. Um, great conversation. Connection is a huge uh, topic and a huge conversation, and we're by no means experts. We're continuing to explore it. Yeah, um, I just encourage do it. Anyone to like explore? Am I connected? And a good way to do it. Uh, the way I do it, it's a bit of a logical way, but I get people to read Brene Brown's definition of connection. I gave mm. you a little bit of it before. The and energy just, that exists between two people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment and both derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. So that's pretty comprehensive. Yeah. And so I, I ask people to go and sit with that and go, do you feel those things in your relationships? Mm. Do you get strength and sustenance? And for a lot of them, it's there's a couple of ticks, but then there's a couple of crosses. Mm. So it's like, yeah, I feel seen and heard, but I don't feel valued. Or, yep, I feel valued, but I, I do feel judged. Oh, I hate getting, getting feedback. Yeah. No more feedback. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's you a big love topic. It. Mm. The last thing I'll say is um when you when you you know commit to finding connection and you're leaning into being vulnerable and present and, and speaking your truth in the moment when it feels uncomfortable, you also have to you, you're also giving permission to the other person to do that. Mm, good so point. That's one thing I noticed mm. is like we want to be the ones that share our vulnerability, but we don't want the other person to say their truth. That's just <laughs> scary and like you know sounds mean i don't want to hear their truth because that might be confronting so it's realizing that if you're going to start speaking your truth you have to let other people you have to be with other people's truth you're going to open up that flow of information and that might be really uncomfortable hearing what they have to say about you and you know i actually love it yeah try now (laughs) yeah yeah now true yeah 
But it is, yeah. It's, it's a path. Worth, yeah, it is a path. Yeah. So mm. thanks, guys. I hope this was helpful. Yeah. I hope you feel a bit you. connected to us. And thanks um, for listening. Have a great week. Thanks, Chase. Love you. See you next Tuesday. That was the Transformation Bros with Jason and Nathan. 